Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. I got so excited there, I forgot to turn my own mic on. And we are literally standing on the precipice of history right now because we move into a brand new set of regulations at the sharp end of global motorsport and endurance racing. It was three years ago, right here at Daytona, when I stood down in the press room with a script that barely made sense to me, even after all my years in endurance racing that said that the ACO and IMSA were coming together and that there would be a, a set of regulations that would converge and allow the cars that ran at Daytona on the high banks at Sebring, at Road Atlanta and at Watkins Glen International to name four fantastic American circuits would be eligible to race in the World Endurance Championship and at the world's greatest motor race at Le Mans. It didn't seem as though that would ever happen in my lifetime. We talked about it and then COVID hit and maybe it wasn't going to happen and yet and yet we're standing right now watching that come to pass it's the 61st running of the Rolex 24 hours of Daytona and the GTPs DPI 2.0 LMDH call them what you will they are being rolled towards the front of the grid now amongst a unbelievable throng of the general public, the enthusiasts, the fans who have come out here to celebrate this extraordinary event. And we're starting somewhere close to 27 hours of straight through contiguous broadcasting live from trackside with our Michelin countdown to green. It's Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hindorf, on the fifth floor and we get to see from an almost helicopter view exactly what this means to the sports car fans here in North America and from further afield who've travelled here. Spoke, spoken to so many people who wanted to be at this first event. Down in the pit lane, Joe Bradley. But first of all, let's go to Shea Adam soaking up the atmosphere on the grid. Um, I, I, it's the philosophical question, Shea. If I can't actually <laughs> see the cars down there because they're surrounded by people, do they actually exist? Well, there's one that you should be able to see, John, because it has very bright orange accents on it. That would be the T-Bird livery. We're throwing it back to Swap Shop. Preston Hen's baby lives once again, but this time it's in the hands of AO Racing. And Gunnar Jeanette, you can hear the smile in your voice just talking to you. How good does it feel to be back on the grid at Daytona International Speedway? Yeah, I mean, back on the grid is is great. Wish it were under uh, slightly different circumstances with our, our new 992. Um, we feel like we haven't been uh, treated exactly what I would consider fair um, with just regards to BOP stuff, which is a word that I hate saying, but unfortunately it's necessary. So we don't feel like from a competitive standpoint, we have much of a chance, but we're just gonna try to, to do our own race and hopefully be there at the end. But I, I can't say enough with how proud I am for all of the AO Racing team members. It's a brand new team and program that, that PJ Hyatt, myself, and Adam Waring have put together from scratch. And just to get on the grid here has been a massive effort by everybody involved. And then to be carrying the, the Swap Shop colors and livery on its 40-year uh, anniversary of, of the victi victory from 83 is um, it, it's just... It's hugely satisfying and, and I couldn't be more proud of the people involved. The culmination of all this, to actually be here on the grid, it's different now for you as a team manager as well as a driver. Does that make this Daytona feel different for you? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, every other time that I've been here, I've just been worried about myself and getting the most performance out of myself as a driver. 
and and now there's so much more going on and and you know not just the driving aspect which I'm fortunate enough to to still be able to do but making sure that the the team and the car and and everybody else involved is is performing to where they need to be um, and then it just all the effort like I said just to to make it happen in the first place and and just can't thank everybody involved enough Gunner, enjoy today. Enjoy tomorrow when you're still around racing, and good luck to the whole AO Racing crew. Thanks. The, the one last thing I, I will have to say is I was able to drive the 935 this morning, and um, 40 years later, still going about 200 miles an hour on the banking was really cool. So I think that that might be the most fun I have all day. That's uh, going to be hard to beat. Well, it's not just me down here having fun on the pit lane, and Gunner for that matter. I'm joined by Joe Bradley for this Michelin Countdown to Green, and Joe is with the team that's had a little bit of drama so far. That's Windward Racing. He's joined by the team principal, Bryce Ward. Thank you, Shep. Uh, before we speak to Bryce and get what is effectively a, quite a soap opera in, uh, surrounding the 57 Mercedes, I first got to tell you about a couple of changes. Starting outside of their qualifying position, I've got the number 19, the Ionix Lamborghini in the GTD class. That's starting in the back because of a driver change. And then for the exact same reason, starting changing their driver lineup, the number 64, that's the Team JGM Aston Martin. That car starting with Ed Giovannis at the wheel. Um, so we now the t now I snuck away to tell you about the uh, the Aston Martin and the Lamborghini and Team Winwood have gone into a team photograph and Bryce is right at the front but I'm going to step in there and and photo bomb their photograph. Got Bryce with me now. Bryce, um, I can only describe your week as being quite a movie script. Really, it's been a bit of a soap opera, hasn't it? Where shall we start? You know. Um Really, we can start at the beginning. I mean, honestly, we were the we were the most well-prepared team that I can ever think of. You know, on Wednesday afternoon, the car was undercover. Everybody had gone back to the hotel. We were ready for the race, and uh, a lot of the other teams were working on the cars. But um, Thursday morning was a slightly different story. You know, unfortunately, Lukey. And and first of all, I, I need to let you know that Lukey is actually. He's had surgery, he's, I spoke to him, he's doing incredibly well. He wishes us the best and I can't wait to have him back in the car. So I, I hear he was offering advice on how to get even more, get, get a little bit quicker in the car. Yes. From his hospital bed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that's Lukey. I mean, we love him to death and we just wish him well and, and can't wait to get him back in the car. And, uh, you know, then we had the incident and we were like, well, we've got another car at home in, in Texas. We need to get it here and how are we going to do that? So. We managed to get a flight back for the crew to uh, Houston at about four o'clock on Thursday afternoon. And uh, they jumped in the car. We got three of them back there. They, they loaded the car in a, in a trailer. They got back here at about 11 o'clock on Friday morning and just jumped all over it. And I mean, they worked incredibly hard uh, to get the car ready. They worked about four o'clock in the morning. And I've also got to really thank Iron Links. You know, their mechanics are really, I, I can't, I can't, thank them enough they showed up at the pit box and they said what can we do to help so you know my thanks go to iron links and i wish them only the best in this race clearly they can't be number one but they can definitely be number two so and, and now the objective is to beat them of course <laughs> well well you know in the fairest way possible uh Bryce, we wish you and the team all the very best of luck for the rolex 24 you've had all of the bad luck so it's got to go well it really has Thank you so much and look forward to an awesome, look forward to doing this after the race again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Bryce. There are a couple of teams that we always look towards to run well at Daytona International Speedway. Magnus Racing is one of them because they've got an ace in the hole with uh, three out of four Rolex winners in the car. Andy Lally, it's got to be nice when your weak link is Nikki team. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't call Nikki our, our weak link. He's uh, he's pretty amazing. He's been a, he's had a great attitude, great speed, and uh, obviously knows these Aston Martins really well. But yeah, with uh, with John and Spence also having a couple of Rolex wins each, uh, it's it's definitely nice heading into this with guys that uh, you know can be cool, calm, and collected behind the wheel, and still uh, go drive 99.9% .9 for 24 hours. Now, it's a minimum drive time of four and a half hours for everybody. Traditionally, you guys tend to get John is driving before we get too late into the night. Is that going to be the plan again this year? Uh, similar. I mean, we're going to start with him, uh, and he'll probably double the start, and then we kind of wing it on there depending on, depending on schedule and what, what we're all doing. But um, uh, John's a great team player, but he's also been really fast this week, so um, we, it'll kind of give us a very even tune to drive through and not, not really plan too hard around that. 
Why is this Aston so good for gentlemen drivers? We've seen it throughout the entire field. It's been friendly towards everyone. Uh, I, I think just this year we got a good package on the on the handling. I mean, I think there's a, a bunch of different manufacturers that, that are, can maybe fall into that category. Uh, and it really kind of depends on the sway of the BOP and stuff like that. But uh, uh, this year, for sure, we've got they, our, our engineers uh, did a really good job of getting a really good stable rear end under it. And um, um, it's handling really good in a straight line, too. So I can't complain about that. All right, fan perspective. You've done this race a lot. You've won this race a lot. Have you ever seen this many fans out here for the pre-race? I was just commentating, uh, just commenting on how insane this is, actually is. I mean, every year the, the grid walk is a little overwhelming, but just now they drop the ropes and everyone's funneling in here. And the, the pit lane is packed, but there's still rows and rows and rows of people on the grass to go, and the front stretch is full. So this is... Uh, epic to see you know really really cool to see it's a proud moment for sure good luck andy number 44 magnus racing aston martin as always appreciate it thank you the 78 the Forta racing powered by usrt lamborghini uh benja heights is with me now benja um you're not starting the car no i'm not starting the car my teammate misha is starting we are confident he will do a good stint and we need to keep the car alive for the 24 hours so that's objective that is very much easier said than done. This huge GTD field, it's going to be pretty busy. Yeah, there's a very big GTD field. Also, a lot of cars, prototypes that are going very fast. So we just need to do our race, keep the pace and keep it safe. It sounds easy, but we need to do our best. Now, the, the regulations allow you to change tires at the same time as you refuel. So will there be any need to double stint the tires? Uh, Probably, uh, we don't think so because if we need to refuel, we do the tires before, so I think we will go every time with new tires or scrap tires. Thank you, Benja. Joe Bradley and Shea Adam down on the pit lane for the Michelin countdown to green. We'll have our Porsche keys to the race. Just uh, trailing ahead a little bit, we have something new in the uh, in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship this year, the BDO Nose Strategy Award. More details about that later on. Basically, we'll be looking at some clever calls from the guys on the pit lane. The talent is... Uh, is as strong on the pit boxes as it is behind the wheel in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championships. IMSA uh, and the uh, the BTO, New Nose Strategy Award throughout this race. So sometime, what about this time tomorrow, actually, we'll be uh, announcing that. We have uh, in-race updates hourly from VP Racing Fuels, the official coolant of IMSA. That's their Stay Frosty uh, coolant, which can uh, lower your engine temperature by as much as 18 degrees. Uh, also looking ahead into the nighttime hours, we are taking over. Uh, we are taking over NBC's coverage uh, and uh, giving their guys some time off. It'll be Johnny Palmer and Bruce Jones in the night shift, uh, which is uh, powered by Sacred Coffee. That comes up between two and six Eastern tomorrow morning. Uh, and of course, we'll finish off as we wrap the whole things up, as we always do with Michelin Post Race Tech. That's all still to come in the next 25, 26 hours. Let's get back to the grid in this Michelin countdown to green. Shea Adam with the evergreen, Bill, Audi Bill Oberlin. Bill Oberlin has done a lot of these Rolexes. His co-driver Chandler Hall, this is your first time here. Your impression so far? I can't wait to get going. I had trouble falling asleep last night just ready to get in the car and and put my head down and click off the laps one after another and hopefully we'll be the first one to see the checker flag tomorrow afternoon you and bill have won the eight hours of indy three times now that's a 24-hour race uh, you got bruno spengler in the car with you you got john edwards i mean it couldn't be a better lineup no i'm really excited it was kind of a last minute shuffle and, and switch to the gtd pro and i couldn't be more excited um Obviously, you got a DTM champion. John's won here before. Bill's won everything there is under the sun multiple times, and he knows exactly what he's doing. So I think I'm in good hands, and, and being with Turner as well, they've, they've been here a time or two. So I'm super pumped and ready to get going. I can't wait to talk to you after your first stint, Chandler, because uh, we go a long way back. That'll be, That'll be fun. Up. Yeah, I'll be amped up. I'll be ready to go. 
And Bill, for you, this race is amazing. It's You won it uh, 25 years ago, I think, was the last time that you won it. Your Rolex, is it still working? Uh, yeah, I have two of them, and they're all still working. I've won this uh, sprint race as well. Look at these cars. These BMW M4 GT3s, three of them lined up. There's three weapons right here. They are proven. They are reliable. Chandler and I are coming off the eight hours of Indy win. That's the last race we did. So uh, we are ready to go. The team is ready. They know this car. We're a year ahead. Last year was a lot of unknowns. This year they know everything. Keep it clean. We're not quite the quickest, but we're going to have the driver lineup to do it, the team to do it, and hopefully this crazy, reliable, beautiful Macintosh uh, amplifier car and it it's like I think this paint job is so good it's iconic I can't wait well I wanted to tell John Edwards but he's not here every time he races a black BMW he seems to win this race so that tends to go well it's a good omen no other BMWs in your class that means you're only racing other manufacturers does that make your life easier um, it does because we have a, another Turner car in GTD this means that we can sort of make moves that normally we wouldn't do if maybe we hang somebody out there to hold somebody back so they can't get a lap back but it opens up a lot of options for our strategy that we wouldn't normally have plus it means we can win two classes here right and then if the prototype card does what they're supposed to do and they win we've bmw can wrap up three quarters of the classes here and that i don't think has ever been done in history let's wait for tomorrow afternoon to see if it happens thanks bill absolutely the number 12 vasa sullivan lexus is one of the prettiest cars with an air of aggression. Parker Thompson, would you agree? Yeah, looks great. Lots of pretty lines. Neon on a, on a black surface always looks good and hopefully uh, our competitors think the same in the mirror. Uh, what a win you've had as well. Congratulations for getting it uh, all together and be actually being here. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, it's uh, it's been a turbulent off-season after winning Career Cup last year, but uh, couldn't be prouder to make my debut uh, in endurance racing with the Vassar Sullivan Group and Lexus Racing. Slightly different to uh, the cars you've experienced in the past. Just how different are they? Yeah, I mean, for starters, uh, we put all the weight from the back now all at the front. Uh, so definitely drives different. And, you know, in the past, I think some drivers have definitely struggled to adapt to that. But uh, luckily, it's, it seems to be in my wheelhouse so far. I mean, in practice, we've been good. I've been very comfortable in the car. You've got to drive it a lot with your feet. So it's not about how much you steer the car with the wheel. It's more about how you use the brake pedal. Uh, but so far, so good. Interesting. Have a great race. Have a great race. Thank you, Parker. Thank you to Joe Bradley and Cher Adam down there on pit lane for the moment. We'll rejoin them uh, in a few moments' time. Around about five minutes, we'll start to clear the grid here on IMSA Radio RS2. We'll take over 107.9 uh, and the Circuit PA closer to the time of the green flag, which is, what, 40 minutes away. Jeremy Shaw is uh, going to be joining me in a few moments' time as well. The Rover Spring Middle School's choir have just performed God Bless America, uh, and uh, the River Springs Middle School's uh, choir have just performed God Bless America. So let's get back down to the pit lane. Shay Adam... Um, I've lost you. I've got the binos out. I actually cannot see you anymore. No, no, I'm hiding behind the stage. Well, not not hiding purposefully. I'm trying to navigate to the other side of the grid, the other half of where everyone else will be. Um, but the flow of traffic is not getting any lesser, and the number of people that you're still trying to walk through is still enormous. I mean, this is the most packed I have ever seen the Daytona grid. And we're, what, uh, 35 minutes away from the green flag? I don't know how everybody is going to cycle back out. They will. It always happens that way. Hello to Phil. Say, Phil, uh, sound and vision kicking off at 35 minutes past this hour. That's when uh, we link up with our colleagues at NASCAR Productions who cut a special world feed for us. No blocks, no breaks other than in the United States. Thanks very much for joining us in advance for that. But this is all about the atmosphere down on the grid. Jeremy Shaw is alongside me. He will he will give us the uh, the rundown in a moment after Joe Bradley uh, has spoken to Cooper McNeil, WeatherTech Racing 79 AMG GT3. Cooper, uh, have you ever seen as many people here at the Rolex? No, it's great. A uh, huge crowd, record sellout uh, is what I'm told. Uh, 61st running of the Rolex 24 at Daytona. So our WeatherTech Mercedes starting on pole. 
Um, so can only go go backwards from there. So hopefully that doesn't uh, that doesn't happen. But uh, no, things are looking good. Uh, we're super excited and cars running well. All right, GTD. Yep, the, the the slowest. I mean, relatively class in the race. How can you? What can you do as a driver to stay out of trouble from those pesky prototypes? Well, we have a couple good spotters spotting for us uh, this weekend. So um, it's just important to be able to trust your spotter and listen to him and and uh, almost to the point where you don't have to look in the mirrors anymore. So um, honestly, it's just about about staying out of trouble for for 23 hours and then going to fight for a watch at the end. Yeah, and, th and is that going to be key, staying out of trouble for a good finish? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 61 cars on track and, what, 35-ish uh, GT3 cars and tons of prototypes. So it's going to be busy, um, to say the least. But uh, I've got some of the best guys driving my car, so I can trust them for doing a good job and staying clean and, and keeping the car in this nice, pr pristine condition to the end. If it was easy, you wouldn't be doing it, would you? I mean, you know, that's the challenge. Well, that's what they say, right? Is If it was easy, everybody would do it, but... No, car's good. We're looking forward to it, so hopefully a good race. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. Lucas Stoltz with Cher Adam. Got to cut through the crowd. Pardon me, guys. Thank you very much. Excuse me. Coming hey, through. Excuse Luke, me. Luke, do you mind if I bother you for a quick second? I'm so sorry to interrupt. Welcome back to Daytona. You weren't expecting to be here, but a series of unfortunate events led to the car being yours open. You and Kenny have a very good record driving together, though. The Bathurst win last year comes to mind. Are you happy to be back in this car or a little sad that your hair is blue? Yeah, for sure. Really happy to, to be back. Uh, really appreciate that, that Kenny gives me a chance again. And uh, we had a really good run in into 21, and uh, I hope we, we can be again on the, on the podium step. Um, but yeah. Starting from pole is not a bad position and yeah, good team around me with Fabi and Axel. Yeah, just nice to see so many people here around. There are a lot of uh, options of classes to run with the GT3, GTD Pro or GTD. Why stay in GTD? Uh, well, we have Kenny, he's bronze uh, and Axel is silver. So for us, it was the best opportunity to go uh, GTD. And yeah, I think, think we, actually we have a good shot. I would agree with that. And then Monday, the long flight to the other side of the world. Are you excited about Bathurst again? Yeah, for sure. It's one of the favorite tracks. I uh, really love it. Uh, we won last year, so the pressure is high. But yeah, let's finish this one first, and then, then we go to Bathurst. Good luck, Luca. Thank you. Pole position in the LMP3 class, Sean Creech Motorsport, hasn't gone quite the way you expected it. Jao, Jao Barbosa with me now. Um, an engine failure in the practice session, but I suppose the positive is you got a brand new motor now. Uh, actually, it's not a brand new motor, but it's, uh, it's a good motor. Um, the team just worked really hard during the night to get the car ready. Car feels really good, actually. With a new engine on, um, everything works normal, and it's better to have the problem definitely on Thursday than uh, yesterday or even during the race. So we'll be in good shape for the race. Joe, you're a very experienced driver. Um, you, you're not the slowest car. You're not the fastest car. How do you? Where, I mean, where do you look as a, an LMP3 driver? Forward, backwards, sideways? Everywhere around the car. We need a 360 camera now because uh, we're barely faster than the GTDs. The LMP2s now they're not super fast compared to us. So we're in the infield, we're really close. And obviously, you have the GTPs going by uh, on the straight. So it's actually it's going to be a very big challenge. Um, we're going to find out exactly how all that chemistry and all that uh, interaction with all the classes is going to work during the race. And many years ago, you said to me the key word was patience. Never more so? Never more so than this year. I think uh, staying out of the pits and just keeping doing laps is the, is the key to win this race in any class. I think as we saw in practice, there's been a lot of crashes, a lot of yellow flags, and the key is just trying to avoid the chaos and try to avoid going back on in the pits and just put fuel and tires and do laps and stay out of trouble. Thank you, Joe. Best of luck. Thank you. Cheers, man. Making the way a little bit further up to the tail end of the P2 grid. First off, we've got a car back on the grid that we did not have during the last running on Friday. The number 55, which is Proton Competition's car. There was a shunt for uh, PZ, was the driver behind the wheel at the time. All of the cars, all of the drivers have been cleared to race, and the car is fixed and back on the grid. So good news for them. Um, trying to get into Tower Motorsport. They're a little bit popular, as you might be able to imagine. So we'll see if I can cut in with John Ferrano really quickly our uh, LMP2 champion from the last season. John, do you mind a quick word? 
back again at Daytona. This is the race that you need to be able to win because it feels like you've won everything else. Is that why you brought in all the big guns to help get it done this year? Well, let me tell you, um, we've been on the podium the last two years, second and a third. And in both those races, we feel we should have won those races. Seven minutes to go last year, and it just didn't work out for us. So we're really hoping that this one works out. Yeah. It's a good, fun group that you've brought this weekend with yeah. Joseph Newgarden, uh, Scotty McLaughlin, and Kiffin Simpson. Have you all been jibing well off the track as well? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the first time we've driven together. This is the first time, obviously, that, that Joseph and, and, and Scott have been in this car, and they're just having a blast. This is like a lot of fun for them. So uh, I, I think they're just going to have a lot of fun doing it, and their compete level is on another level. So we're really hoping that uh, we have a good run today. Good luck today. Race well, but good luck tomorrow. That's when it counts. That's when it counts. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take a quick look at the Michelin keys to the race here. Uh, the Porsche keys to the race here on Michelin counts down to green. Porsche keys to the race. We'll go back through them through the race. Jeremy Shaw is uh, with me. Actually, do you know what? Before we do that, let's speak to one of the drivers from the Paul sitting car. They topped every session at the Raw in which they competed and they took pole position uh, just 0 0.003 away from last year's DPI pole position. Uh, it, it was uh, the young Blancfist who took that, Tom Blancfist who did that, and one of his teammates is at the other end of the experience spectrum. That's Helio Castroneves with Joe Bradley. Helio, uh, this car starting on pole. Um, does that add pressure? No, not at all. Well, we wanted it. We did everything we could. Tom did an amazing job, obviously, uh, putting one lap run into the pole position. However, now we're just uh, not thinking about one lap, but it's a lot of laps. And um, yeah, we just got to make sure the car stay in one piece, uh, make sure we stay out of trouble and do what we did last year, which is probably going to bring us another win. Hello, you've always been comfortable at these big events, but I mean, look at the crowds around. You're surrounded by, Spi well, Spider-Man right next to you. Um, let's hope he's needed at the end, huh? I brought the extra power just in case <laughs> it keep uh, our car together. And uh, no, you're absolutely right. Um, they were saying in the driver's meeting, this is the biggest crowded uh, 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 Daytona 24 hours. So for us to be here is an honor for all the drivers. And everyone will always want to be special in these amazing machines. Uh, the new uh, era of prototypes is absolutely incredible. So I'm going to be learning a lot during the race because I'm still learning. There's so many, many tools that you can do with technology. And, um, but it's going to be great. So stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm far too excited too early, Helio. Best of luck, mate. Uh, the LMP2 car pull sitter, sure, I can see, but it doesn't look like any of the drivers are there. They've run away already. Yeah, I think they're all hiding and conserving energy. But the funnier bit, John, was that Stephen Thomas, who's racing this year for TDS Racing, he's frequently the um, anti-hero to Ben Keating's hero when it comes to qualifying, if you will. We've got that sort of Marvel music in the background. That's what inspired me. Stephen came over to try and wish Ben good luck. Ben is not at the car. Uh, none of his co-drivers are there, and there are tons of wins caps being worn, lots of purple around that car. None of the drivers are currently uh, at anywhere near this pit box, though. I'm going to stay staked out and see if we can't find someone, though. Sounds reasonable. Sheer Adam and Joe Bradley, Michelin countdown to green. Our Porsche keys to the race, Jeremy. Early on, particularly, but right throughout the 24 hours, traffic management and patience in all class being passed, doing the passing. It's always, always going to be one of the keys to the race here. It always is, John. You're absolutely right there. And you know, here at Daytona, you know, it's a lot easier to pass traffic than, than many other tracks we go to. There's not so long sequences of corners where you kind of trap behind a light. For example, at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, where if you go down through the S's, you've got to be super, 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 super patient. Here, you've just got to be patient. You've just got to be... Uh, don't, don't push your luck. You know, there's, it's a long, long race. To give up a second or two to either when you're trying to get past slower traffic or when you're being passed by faster traffic, so what? Yeah. Uh, much better that than, than cause an incident and, and cost yourself 45 minutes in the pits. I know these races in the past have been effectively a set of 35, 40, 50 minute sprints between pit stop, but you have to break this race down, otherwise it can be overwhelming. So get to dusk, get to midnight, get to dawn. You, you've got to just concentrate on being there at the end. You have, 
But um, but look, endurance racing is very, very different to when you and I started watching. When I first came, the first year I came here to Daytona was in 1980. I think it was 33 laps was the difference between first and second. Now, uh, if, you know, we've got five or six cars on the lead lap mm. uh, in, in each of the classes, perhaps even more than that. That's, that's what it's been over the last few years. So it's much more of a sprint race than it used to be. But that's where I think you've got to be, you know, patience comes in even more because... Uh, you cannot afford to make mistakes. The more mistakes you make, the less are your chance of winning the race. We'll come back to the rest of our Porsche keys. The race at the moment, the only pole sitter we haven't spoken to uh, is in LMP2. Shea Adams going to put that right. That would be Mr. Ben Keating, who has a slew of purple fans all around. And Ben, just want to, yeah, purple minions all around. Yes. Ben, you've done this race a lot. You've won it once. Butterflies, or are you an old uh, veteran at this point? Uh, a little bit of both. I, I still get butterflies for sure, big-time butterflies. Uh, but only until I, I really start to think about the start. As long as I'm, you know, you know talking with fans and uh, taking in all the hoopla that is the, uh, 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 the fan walk at uh, Daytona, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's not until I think about the start that I start to get the butterflies, but uh, I took a few uh, natural tranquilizers to try to calm me down, uh, keep them at bay. It's a long race, but uh, I still have to tell myself that as I go around for the first 15 minutes, just to take it easy and be calm. And my only job is to take care of the car. So uh, looking forward to it. Good luck, Ben. Hey, thank you, Shay. Well, Ben Keating, what a... What an enthusiast for sports car racing. And long may the non-pro, I know some of them don't like being called gentleman drivers, but long may the non-pro driver be allowed to continue because they, for me, are the, in some ways the essence of this sport to be able to go out and compete on a world stage at a world event that we have here uh, with some factory drivers. Yeah, for Ben Keady, I mean, you know, three years in a row he's been the fastest qualifier here at, at the Rolex 24. That's pretty remarkable. Last year, of course, well, this year he's taking it easy on himself. Last year he was on pole for the LMP2 class, but he was also driving a DPI last year and did a fantastic job at the wheel of the car. But this year, just just driving the one car, I mean, on on, on several different occasions here at Daytona. Uh, seven actually occasions he's driven more than one car during a race out of his 12 previous uh, runs here so this time just concentrate on the one car and he says yeah this is this is a smart move because this way i can enjoy it i can actually just concentrate on one car and go for it let's finish off our porsche keys the race i've written uh, we can fix it i'm not suggesting that bob the builder is uh, is going to turn up but you particularly in in all of these classes in a 24-hour race, you have to adapt. You've got to be smart to get the car to the end of the race, Jeremy. Yeah, and, and, and for the new breed of GTP cars, these are super complicated cars. Yes, I mean, they are. Uh, it, it's hard to... Uh, you can't underestimate how... how, how how much technology there is and, and how new some of this technology is. And certainly for the teams that are learning about the cars every time the car goes on track. You know, the, the, the longest any of these cars has run has been a year of on-track testing and most of them a lot less than that. Uh, some of the actual chassis being used here, you know, really they've only, they've only done a couple of test days. Uh, but so there's a lot to learn and there always will be a lot to learn. And, and with this new breed of cars, we're, yeah, we're expecting some difficulties, but uh, they, are, they are learning as they go along. And as the season goes along, the reliability will improve. And they, you know, they had some problems early in gestation periods with these cars, but they're, they're, they're getting better and better and better. I tell you what, after 10 days ago when I came here to start prepping, prepping for this race, I was really concerned. Uh, personally about what I felt, you know, felt was to come in terms of re reliability for these cars. I'm feeling a lot more comfortable now and talking around the various teams, they are too. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, mellow, be mellow for yellow, work the cautions. That's always going to be something here. Maybe not in the top class, but unless you drop off the lead lap, but certainly down the field. The tyres, Jeremy, is something a little bit different. 12 of the low temperature, 12 sets of the low temperature tires, nine of the high temperature, but you can only use those LT tires, low temperature tires, from seven o'clock tonight to eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, That's new. That is new. And certainly you're getting, for the GTP teams and drivers, getting heat into those tires is not 
not not like you used to be. You can't ride the brakes now that you, like you used to be able to do to to build the temperature through the brakes, through the wheel, and into the tire. You can't do that anymore because basically it's too complicated for the electronics to be able to handle it. It gets confused or can get confused. So the the drivers can't really use that tool anymore. So getting heat into the tires is going to be the biggest key after pit stops when you've got a fresh set of tires. Uh, it's going to be really tricky. Don't have to use them, but you can only use those LT tyres between 7 to 8, uh, 7 p.m. to 8 a.m., not just one hour. Uh, that's the, uh, that is the uh, uh, 13-hour uh, block that you've got to use. And we do have 13 hours and 16 minutes from sunset to sunrise. Finally, Jeremy, and particularly in GTD, getting your driver time balanced. This is a part of strategy here, as much as yeah. calling for the yellows, getting the tyres right and the fuel strategy right. We've got GTD and GTD Pro, but we've seen right through the raw and right through this week, the cars are identical. It is only the driver lineups that delineate which class you go into. Potentially in the last couple of hours of this race, we could have GTD Pro effectively throughout the whole GTD category, depending on driver times. Yeah, I mean, you know, f f yeah, most of the uh, the non-pro drivers get their drive time done early. I've been to several drivers down there in the paddock in the the, the pro am classes, uh, LMP2, LMP3, and GTD, and most of them are planning to be done with their race themselves by midnight or thereabouts, or certainly early hours of the morning, uh, and then let the pros in the car uh, battle it out to toward the end. Um, so, yeah, the strategies of, of who does drive when is a big part of this thing. It's certainly the teams had to be very much on top of. It's Jeremy Shaw with our Porsche Keys to Race. We'll refresh those throughout. Still to come, uh, we have our full field rundown. Hello to Malcolm Cracknell, the man uh, who... Uh, was one of the original founders of dailysportscar.com. I know he'll be listening in. This is history, crackers. History. I bet neither you or I certainly know I didn't. I bet you didn't think uh, we'd be watching this new set of regulations and, and convergence and living the dream at the front of the grid with that convergent regulation in GTP. She Adam is with Alexander Sims from BMW. Alex, we talked at the roar. It was still new. Didn't have as many miles on the car as you do now. Is this going to be the Cadillac that takes you to your first overall Rolex? Well, I sincerely hope so. Um, but at this stage, we can't take anything for granted. Um, it's going to be a tough race just to get to the end for everybody in this class uh, with all the new technology we've got. But uh, yeah, I've got confidence in the, the team behind me. The guys at Cadillac have done a brilliant job at, at developing this car. But um, yeah, you know, racing always throws up new situations. So uh, hopefully we can, we can go along with them and uh, smoothly get it to the end of the race. And, and then, you know, if we're in, the, in with the fight, then I'm confident in the car's speed. Good luck. Thanks very much. Uh, the number six Penske Porsche is uh, a little bit further down the GTP grid than Nick Tandy would prefer, I would imagine, Nick. Ah, we're just down here to check out what's going to happen in front. Take a, take a view and um, get some experience and try and stay out of trouble and, uh, yeah, see what happens. We're looking forward to it. What's the key then? What's the key to getting to the front? Drive fast, don't make any mistakes, spend less time in the pits, no time in the garage, and uh, cruise around for 24 hours. <laughs> I'm sorry to take you back to last weekend and last Sunday, but what happened then? I mean, in the end it was a driving mistake. Um, the wind was gusty, and we can see that the, the, like the speed changed 10 miles an hour from even the previous lap going into the bus stop. But, you know, I, I, it's the first time we've run the car in this kind of qualifying trim, and it caught me out. But, uh, you know, we live and learn. It didn't hurt the car at all. Of course, we, we had to change the nose. But if this sort of thing happened in the race, we'd change the nose and carry on. Um, but, yeah, starting ninth for this race, it would have been great to be at the front. Uh, I think the car had the pace to be right at the front, so, so that's a massive positive. But, yeah, being at, at the back, like I say, we can take it easy, cruise around, see what's happening ahead. Um, perhaps check out some of the opposition. It's very hard to see what's going on in practice with our cars. Now we're all starting together. This is when it should be interesting. I get a you know, bird's eye seat and a view of it. So hopefully Eva and Felix and um, everyone at home is, is ready and watching. And um, yeah, I'll be in the car for the start. Uh, what about the missus? Is she, is she listening or watching? Hopefully so. <laughs> Just, I know, it, I've got out of that one, and Felix, you do need to get to bed at some point, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll be to, they'll be able to wake up in the morning and still see us somewhere near the front. That's the I, I didn't forget you, Mrs. Tandy. <laughs> <Thanks, Dick. laughs> Brittany, 
honestly, it's fine. Uh, back in Bedfordshire in the United Kingdom. Thank you to our Pillin reporters there. To tell you how focused he is, actually, in fairness, a really honest answer from Nick Tandy there. Uh, and the point that I'm going to take out of that is that car took a big hit caused a red flag that's why he's down where he is because he lost his previous fastest lap if he'd even done just his normal final sector he'd have been on pole position by a decent margin it didn't happen that way he drove that car back and that puts me in mind of cars that have been robust in the past uh, think of the original audi r8 that seemed to be able to take any hit and the drivers just get it back to the pits get it back to the pits we'll get it back out there again and maybe that's what we're looking at here this weekend get it back to the pits let the technicians do their job let the engineers make the arrangements make the uh, repairs changes whatever there's going to be a lot of thinking on the fly here as we head into this new gtp era at the 61st running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. The 11th that we've covered here down through the years in uh, various guises uh, on the Radio Show Limited network of channels. Thank you very much indeed for all the help down the years for everybody uh, here at Daytona, even before the two series came together. Uh, of course, nowadays we rely so heavily on NASCAR productions up in Charlotte. Uh, and of course, all of our partners, you can see those on imsaradio.com. We're around about 10 minutes before we bring sound and vision together. But at the start of this new season for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, at the start of this exciting new opportunity at the top class of sports car racing, let's get things underway in the correct way with the national anthem of the United States. And from Palm Coast, Florida, here's Melissa Trumbull to sing the National Anthem of the United States. Gulf Coast, Florida, Melissa Trumbull. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight. Oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting still there oh say does that star spangled banner yet wave oh the land of the free and the and gentlemen how about that melissa trumbull well let's run down the runners and riders find out where your favorite is the poll was set the times were set last weekend on sunday here's jeremy shaw yeah, the 61st Rolex 24 at Daytona. We've got 61 cars appropriately. We've got nine in GTP, 10 in LMP2, nine in LMP3. We've got 10 GTD Pros due to a late switch uh, and 23 in GTD. Let's start at the back, 61st position on the grid. The last two on the grid have changed their starting driver after qualifying. So they will start at the back. 
No, first one of those is number 19. That's the Iron Lynx Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2. Uh, one of the team principals there at Iron Lynx, Claudio Schiavoni, is the starting driver. Also, one position ahead of him on the grid is Ted Giovanni in car number 64 for TGM TF Sport. That's an Aston Martin Vantage GT3. Also starting at the back after a change of chassis, huge crash in qualifying. We've already covered that story for Windward Racing in its Mercedes-AMG GT3 replacement chassis in number 57 starting driver is Russell Ward. 58th on the grid is Mark Kuami in car number 53. That's the MDK Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R. That car switched from GTD to GTD Pro uh, within the last 48 hours. Uh, also problems in qualifying for number 42. That is the NTE Sport Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2. Starting driver will be Alessio Deleda. Another Alessio will start in the 56th position. That's Alessio Rivera in his 0-23 Triazi competition Ferrari 296 GT3. Alongside him, one of uh, another of the Porsches in this race, a new 992 spec 911 GT3Rs for AO Racing, brand new team to the series this year. Starting driver in car number 80 is PJ Hyatt. Row 27, Alan Metney for Kelly Moss with Riley, another Porsche. That's car number 91 alongside him for Rizzi Competizioni, a brand new Ferrari 296 GT3. Starting driver in a GTD Pro entry is Daniel Serra. On row 26, the second of the Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche 911 GT3 R's. Car number 92 is David Bruley. Alongside him, making the step up after winning last year's Michelin Pilot Challenge Series. So therefore making his first uh, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship debut is in, for Wright Motorsports, the portion number, number 77, Alan Brynjolfsson. 50th position on the grid, Simon Mann in the AF Corsa Ferrari 296, that's car number 21, alongside the US Racetronics Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2, car number 78, Misha Goikberg, former winner of this race in the prototype challenge class. 48th on the grid, Rahel Frey from Switzerland, the car number 83, the Iron Dames Lamborghini Huracan GT3. Ahead of her on the grid, two more Porsches for FAF Motorsports. The number nine car, the GTD Pro, the starting driver is Klaus Backler. And then R Ryan Hardwick in car number 16. That's the right Motorsports Porsche 911. 45th on the grid for Magnus Racing, John Potter in car number 44. That's an Aston Martin Vantage GT3. That car was on the podium here one year ago. Row 22, well, that's all BMW M4 GT3. For Tona Motorsport in car number 96 is Robbie Foley. One position ahead, last year's winners of the Michelin Endurance Cup Championship, but did not race that Daytona because the car wasn't completed yet. For Paul Miller Racing, that's car number one, Madison Snow. 42nd on the grid, the veteran himself, Mr. Bill Arbelin in car number 95 for Turner Motorsports. Ahead of him, hit one position farther up, Giorgio Sergiotto in car number 47. That's the Chetelar Racing Ferrari 296 GT3. 40th on the grid, Jordan Pepper, who won last year's Michelin Endurance Cup in GTD uh, for the Iron for the uh, in the McLaren team, switching across this year to Iron Lynx in number 63 GTD Pro Lamborghini Huracan. 39th on the grid, Antonio Garcia, car number three in the Corvette Racing Chevrolet Corvette C8R GTD. Then in the 15th row, Aaron Tielitz for Vassar Sullivan. The GTD Lexus RCF GT3, that's car number 12, alongside Ian James, starting driver in the car number 27, the heart of racing team, Aston Martin Vantage GT3. 36 on the grid, Marvin Kirkhofer for Inception Racing, the McLaren 70S, 720S GT3, car number 70, alongside another debutant in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and a graduate from the Michelin Pilot Challenge for Gradient Racing in car number 66, the Acura NSX GT3 that won the final race of last year at Petit Le Mans is Sheena Monk. 34th position in GTD Pro, Ben Barnicott in the second Vassar Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3. Alongside Kyle Marcelli in car number 93, the Racers Edge Motorsports with WTR Acura NSX. The front row in GTD Pro, 31st and 32nd on the grid, Ross Gunn in car number 23, the harder racing team Aston Martin. And the WeatherTech Racing 
Uh, car number 79, the Mercedes on the pole in GTD Pro from Germany is Mauro Engel. Ahead of them on the grid, the two non-pro GTD cars, Mike Skeen in the team quarter of Motorsports Mercedes, car number 32. And on the pole position in GTD, Fabian, uh, Fabian Schiller in car number 75, the Sun Energy One Mercedes. Moving on now to GTD to LMP3, row 14, Anthony Mantella for AWA in car number 17. His teammate in car number 13, alongside him, is Ori Fidani. Row 13, Yu Kanamaru for our fast MD racing car number 87, alongside Till Bechtelsheimer for JDC Miller Motorsports in car number 85. Row 12, Gar Robinson for Riley Motorsports in car number 74, former winners of this race, and Guillaume de Oliveira from Portugal in car number 43 for MRS GT Racing. Uh, Cameron Shields will start, start car number 38 for Performance Tech Motorsports, third on the grid in LMP3. Uh, just behind Dakota Dickerson in car number 36 for Andretti Oldersport. And on the pole position, his first pole, Nico Pino from Chile in car number 33 for Sean Creech Motorsport. On to LMP2, Fred Pordad for Proton Competition uh, in car number 55. These are all Orica chassis. Uh, on the ninth row of the grid, John Ferrano, defending series champion for Tire Motorsports, car number eight, and alongside him for Era Motorsports, car number 18, is Dwight Merriman. Row eight, Dennis Anderson, car number 20 for High Class Racing, alongside Eric Lux for Rickware Racing, car number 51. George Kurtz will start the number 04 car. It's a crowd strike racing by APR entry in the 14th position, alongside for AF Corsa in car number 88, Francois Perodo. Row uh, six on the grid, Stephen Thomas in car number 11 for TDS Racing. His teammate in car number 35 is Francois Erio. But on the pole position in LMP2, 10th overall on the grid for PR1 Matheson Motorsports is Ben Keating. GTP cars, Nick Tandy in car number 6 for Porsche Penske Motorsports. Row 4, Nick Yellowly uh, in the BMW M Team RLL M Hybrid V8, car number 25. His teammate Philip Eng alongside in car number 24. Uh, row Three on the grid is all Cadillac. Number one, 31 for Pipo Durrani for Real and Engineering. And then the Cadillac racing number zero, two for Alex Lynn. Uh, ahead of him, the teammate car zero, one for Sebastian Bourdais. Third on the grid is Ricky Taylor for Konica Minolta. Acura ARX 06, car number 10 on the front row for Porsche Betsky Motorsports. The Porsche 963 of two-time champion Felipe Nasser. That's car number seven. And on the pole position, last year's winners is for Shank Racing, for, with Kerber Agajanian, the Acura ARX06, Tom Blomquist.